What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. Before we get started, please like, comment, and subscribe. And as always, make sure you guys follow our Instagram, our TikTok, our Twitter. You know, we post been posting a lot of clips lately. Um, this week it will be a heavy week of rankings. NBA, NHL power rankings will be coming out, and NFL, as always, will be out um, as well. Audio listeners, make sure you guys rate it five stars and hopefully download the podcast to help us the numbers over there. And before we continue. This is part two, not part two, it's not part attempt two. two. Take two. Take two. Um, normally, you guys are a little surprised, um, at least I hope, depending on how many viewers well, we hopefully get. Hopefully you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, where, where's the Monday BTR pod, right? Uh, we, had, we did have one, but a lot of technical difficulties occurred and uh, with audio, so we didn't want to put that out there. We do have a backup copy of that in case, but we decided to just film again for tuesday so a a rare tuesday podcast but that does not feature a guest usually um and uh you know it's the same stuff we talked about yesterday but added monday night football added the nhl news from today and mlb news from today so today as in monday so with that being said without further ado let's just get right into it back to where we started at sunday night football sunday night football ravens chargers and we could start considering ravens as a contending team like, I think they're officially in that picture now. They're easily... Like, if, if it were up to me, I might pick them coming out of the AFC if the playoffs were to start today. Yeah. Just um, because, like, I'm not saying disrespecting Mahomes or anything, but, like, man, the pa- dropped passes and everything, they don't have, like, that stud receiver. And don't get me wrong, I know the Ravens haven't... Ravens' losses were also bad losses with the Colts the and the two divisional ones they had with the um, Brown Browns Steelers. and the Steelers. But those were, like... Especially with the Browns and Steelers, those were like more so like they just took their foot off the gas. Now, obviously, they can't do it in the playoffs, so we know that. But I feel like overall, as a team, offensively, defensively, and having the best kicker in the game, plus special teams in general, they're well-rounded and the most complete in the AFC right now. The only team that could have an argument as to almost fully complete might be Jacksonville. But, I, you know... They've been inconsistent They've been as inconsistent well. as well. So, I think There's, the Ravens should be the favorites the Ravens, out of it. I mean, no, no one has really been consistent. But at the same time, Ra- Ravens showed how, like, are the only ones showing how well-rounded they are. Yeah. Right? Where the Chiefs are defense-dominating. The Jaguars, I believe they are a good, well-rounded team, but they're not showing it. Yeah, consistent. consistent basis. Obviously, Bills, we already know about that. And then... Uh, Bills are the playoff picture. And, the Dol- and, the, and then the Dolphins, right? Yeah. Like Dolphins, on paper, I think Dolphins... Dolphins should be the well-rounded favorite. The but well-rounded again, favorite, we didn't yeah. see them beat a good team yet. Exactly. And that's the only reason that's holding them back, even probably from our rankings by the time... This comes out, you guys will probably see one of our rankings. But yeah, with the Lamar, um, it just those two losses against Pittsburgh and uh, Cleveland was on him because he made a crucial interception in both games. Right? In the red zone too. I think. One was in the interception uh, in the red zone, uh, in the end zone actually too. Yeah. Against Pittsburgh, and then obviously a pick six in the Cleveland game, which brought him back into the game there as well. Yeah. But other than that, the Ravens been looking pretty good, pretty fine. Obviously, they struggled a little bit. On Sunday Night Football because uh, obviously we didn't see them like cook properly. Yeah. But at the same time, they're doing enough to win games and they and the games they won like they beat some good teams like Seattle's a decent team they whooped their ass. Lions are obviously a good team they whooped their ass as well. Yeah, so, so they they destroyed the good teams. It's just a, I wouldn't call the teams they lost were bad because. Two of them are in the playoff picture. Three of them, all three, all are, three, in the all three are in the playoffs. All three are in the playoffs. But so like technically, they're, they're like, but you know, we'll get into the playoff picture in a little bit later. But you know, those aren't like the playoff picture, like the Detroit Lions or the Seattle Seahawks kind of are. But again, that's the NFC, so I guess it makes sense. But, but moving on to the other side of the field, the LA Chargers are are they officially done? 
in your opinion? Because my opinion is yes, they're done. Yeah. Um, the only way I could see them, if anything could go down, is if they fire Staley. And as long as they have Staley, they ain't, nothing's going to happen. And I think that's too late already. Yeah. It's not enough. Like, yeah, and I agree with that. It's arguably too late. But the Four only way I could see a change is if Staley gets fired. Four and seven, um, you got to win every single game. Yeah. Ten and seven is like the absolute like bare minimum yes. that you got to be, right? And that might not be enough. So I don't expect them to win every single game. Even if Staley gets fired, I still don't expect them to win every single game. By um, the obviously, way, but something like that could happen because with the... The Steelers firing Matt Kanda. Kenny Pickett had the best game of the season. Yeah. So, who knows Bef- about that? Bef- before I continue on about the Chargers, just very quickly, last thing on the Ravens, Lamar Jackson becomes the quickest QB in NFL history to reach 5,000 career rushing yards. So, it makes sense. Um, only guy that could probably beat him right now is Jalen Hurts, probably. And I don't know if, how quick that is, how much, how further back he Anthony is. Anthony right Richardson, baby. True. But, uh, no, going back to the Chargers, yeah, no, I've, I've reiterated many times. There was time to fire Staley. We already we saw what happened with the Josh McDaniels getting fired. They won two games off the bat, the Raiders, but obviously they're still the Raiders. Um, on the flip side, we'll, which we'll get into later now, technically, because uh, with the Frank Reich situation, but um, like you mentioned, with Matt Canada, they looked slightly better already offensively. Not still not crazy anything, but yeah, no Chargers for me. Like, listen, you wasted like Justin Herbert's stats is thirty and thirty, and their point differential is even. And they scored a lot of so points. So that, that's his career record, 30 and 30. Yeah, so that's... And I'm not saying Justin Herbert's not having a bad year this year. For his standards, he is. He is. Don't get me wrong. He is completely but having a bad But you also year. wasted... You wasted his rookie years, rookie contract years already because he was a baller last year, arguably top, you know, five, top seven MVP conversation. Um, rookie year, literally, he killed it. And then... Um, now, even like this year, yeah, I get it. He ain't the same, but he's still putting you guys in spots to win. And you're, you know, you're a defensive specialist and you're not letting, you're not using that to your ability. Right. Uh, again, not saying anything. Just Justin Herbert doesn't deserve any blame this year. But if he's putting you in enough spots to win, for example, that Miami game first on the first uh, game of the year, which is arguably game of the year. Um, and they're okay. Honestly, they're on the second game of the year is potentially the one they played. Lions. Lions. So either way. He's putting you in spots to win, and your defense is letting you down. And you have Khalil Mack, you have jo- Joey Bosa before he Injured. got hurt, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, Derwin James, right, Asante Samuel. So like, there's no excuses either. So you got to figure that out. And obviously, like I said, fire him. They should fire him. You know, now this comes out on Tuesday. You know, fire him <laughs> literally. Just get it now done it's and like, over. Just like get it in the, done in the year. I know you said that they they ain't gonna do it now. If it, if it's not this week, they probably ain't gonna. I think they honestly will, just because. I doubt it. Uh, it just never really happens, right? Like, unless you're, like, incredibly bad, like the Panthers were when they fired Reich. But it's too late for Chargers. Um, they're just going to be in the mid-realm of, like, four and seven. Yeah. Probably, like, six. He's gone in the offseason. It has to be. It has to be gone, has right? To. There's no way. But, like, yeah. And then, obviously, Herbert does deserve some of the blame because he has not looked like himself at all this season. Uh, but, obviously, like you said, there were some moments that he had which could have, you know, he used the coach's help, a defense's help, and also he never re- received that in his career. Yeah, so that's that. Uh, I blame the coaching staff more than Herbert, if anything. Oh that's yeah, that's that's obvious. Uh, yeah. Let's go quickly because uh, now we have more stuff to talk about. Uh, Roundtable the early week games. We you know we had a Black Friday game. We'll, we'll just go with that. All right, but um, Thursday morning we had Lions. Packers. Oh, I said Black Friday. Okay, never mind. We'll go, yeah, we'll go Thursday we got morning. Thursday. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I was gonna go reverse order. Oh uh, yeah, Black Friday is nothing to really talk about other than Javon Holland. Yeah, let's finish off with yeah. Black Friday. O- yeah, no OTJ think, only uh, the Jets. This is what this falls in. Did, Hail Mary in the second quarter, uh, obviously halftime. Yeah. And uh, 
a 99-yard pick six yeah. from Javon Holland. Fellow Canadian, Coquitlam, BC boy, you know, represent because we're BC boys, so we represent here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest play of the game there. Um, Zach Wilson might be a little bit like, oh, see, look, it's not just me. You guys suck in general. I mean, Boyle did pretty decent. But Tim Boyle's record for itself states anything. I think the one guy who looks bad in all this is, like, Nathan Works, where we're like, how the hell are all these bums playing Over quarterback me. and I can't even play, get an opportunity. Lawrence. But it's his fault he chose Jacksonville, so yeah, there's that. Fault there. But uh, let's go Thursday night. That's the game that, that needs to be talked about the most, I think. Lions-Packers. Um, um, we picked Lions easily for that game. Exactly. It was the opposite happened, which was the Packers. Um, Jordan Love looked like he is the next Aaron Rodgers replacement in that game, specifically that game. But I saw Even the last couple games. I saw a stat today, though, that so far their numbers are aligned from their first ever starting years. Their first year, so, right? like they're both They were both five and six. They both had like similar stats as well. So maybe it is Jordan. He is the successor. It's, it's also tough because like this is his rookie here. Yeah. Technically, obviously, he's been in the league for like three years now. But this is his first time really playing of as a starter, right? Yeah. As being that guy. Started off decent. Start, yeah. Like, a rough st- patch. Starting off back. decent, r- rough patch. And now the Packers are looking like they are making a push for the playoffs. Yeah. Especially with the, the Vikings loss on Monday Night Football. Everybody lost. And the C- Seahawks, Seahawks loss as well. So, like, they, they genuinely have a shot. And then the way that they've been playing recently, obviously their defense is still pretty solid. And all they, all they need to do is get healthy. Because Aaron Jones has been injured, Jair Alexander has been injured, and uh, Christian Watson is also like finally coming into his own as uh, people projected him to take the year two jump. Yeah, and he's finally doing that in the last three or four games here. Um, yeah, Lions. I'll talk about them very quickly. You know, you guys, you just got lucky against the Bears, um, and uh, you were supposed to come out and destroy teams this year. Now that's what you guys showed. Clearly not. That's not the case. You guys are definitely didn't. Teams that were defending you to put you guys in contender status, definitely you guys put that back. They're just a simple playoff lock at this point. Nothing else. Like they'll they could be out in the first round and no one would be surprised, unless they play the AFC South. Then slightly NFC NFC South. Sorry, then they, then I would be slightly surprised. But outside of that, any team could beat them, right? The Seahawks beat them earlier in the year at their hometown on Barry Sanders' night or day, I guess, because it's football. But yeah, um, Lions got to be better, you know, officially. And I will just disclose that here. Officially yeah. back off our top five list. because exactly, For yeah. you especially, they've been up and down. Bro, every time I put them on the list, they lose the next week anyway. So. Yeah. But yeah, no, with the Lions, you could clearly tell there's some holes, right? They need to fix up, like, obviously in the offseason. And the too, problem with them especially is... Especially on the defensive side of the here, football. Yeah, the problem is, and we'll, we'll lead this into the coaching firings in a second, Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn are going to be coaching candidates next year again. Yeah, like every especially, especially them and they're gonna have options, especially, especially Ben Johnson. That's what I say, that especially Ben yeah. Johnson. Um, yeah, but like Lions personnel wise, they're not a complete football team right now. They're been making mistakes. Obviously, Goff, who was a uh, on an interception, no interception streak, has had three interceptions against the Bears and now three fumbles against the Packers. And uh, obviously, they're still they're gonna need another wide receiver because all the intention is on Amon Rossi Brown. But like they have some holes that they clearly fix. Fix. But at the same time, you know, you got to give them their respect because, like, yes, obviously, some people might have projected contendership, but, like, this is their first time being good in a long time. Yeah. Right? So, like, when you're looking at that point, playoffs, playoff lock might be good enough for this year. They got lucky that the Vikings lost Monday Night Football. Otherwise, they would have been right there with a 7-5 and five record. 
Um, and then Vikings would have been on a bye week and pressure would have been on the Lions to win. But, uh, yeah, let's move on to the next game, which is just say nothing much to talk Dallas, about. Dallas, uh, they've been cooking ever since the Niners' loss. Obviously, they lost to the Eagles, but it was a game of inches there as well. Dak's been playing pretty solid recently. Obviously, he's got like 300 passing yards multiple times already. Yeah, mm-hmm. some opponents were, weren't great, like the Panthers, the Commanders, and all that stuff. But, like, when you're dropping 40 points a game, you know you're doing something well, and give respect to Mike McCarthy because they have figured they have it figured out. Yeah, shut me up for sure. Um, but Commanders, I want to talk about them here a little bit because we already know we kind of expected this from the Cowboys. The Commanders, obviously, after the game, they fired Jack Del Rio, their defensive coordinator. Obviously, Ron Rivera is probably gone at the end of the year. They're probably just like get rid of him. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, Rivera's probably like, hey, let me just fire someone before I get fired or something. Because yeah, defensively, like, how much is Del Rio really gonna do when you go you trade? Um, Montez Sweat and yeah. uh, uh, Chase, Chase Young. Young for like a second and a third respectively, and then and then and obviously you send Sweat and he has Sweat killing in the Bears right now. And then you got Chase Young. You sent him to literally defend D line paradise over there in San Francisco. No matter who's coaching that uh, D line there, and um, yeah, like at the end of the day, like you should have kept Chase Young in my opinion. You picked him up second for a reason. I understand he had injury issues issues, but when he, he was on, when he, he was, was on still the, your second overall pick, arguably was the best player in the draft. When he was on the field, he was good. Yeah, right. It's not like there was a performance issue. No fifth-year option. It was an injury issue, and that was that was the biggest issue. Yeah, right. Like that fifth-year option would have give you some security there, and uh, you fumbled that massively. Yeah, um, don't understand that at all. Um, obviously, Sam Howell is looking like he. In his rookie year, he looking like he's be, to be the guy, but the question mark is: Is he going to continue this? Well, technically, going into the second year. But True, but like I mean, starting wise. Like he played, one he played game, one yeah. game one last game, year, yeah. right? So, like, that's why. But, yeah, he's leading in passing yards. He, he's doing well in that sense. Obviously, the is doing well with him. But overall, though, are you going to expect this from Sam Howell next year? It's a wait-and-see process with him, right? So well, Obviously, that's for, like, every young quarterback as yeah, well. Yeah, no, but I'm saying especially someone especially like Especially the ones who, like, you know, popped late. off. No, popped off in the first year. It doesn't matter if you go late or not. Like, you you got to see. Oh, well, yeah, no, for sure. But year. usually, you would expect Burrow to pop off. Um like guys like that to pop off still T Law to do better what he did. Yeah, but like guys like Sam Howell and Brock Purdy, you have to see the second year. Brock Purdy obviously. But you still expect to him to do good, especially of what they've shown you. So that's far. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but, so it's still in the but same. But we saw it with Gino that he's it's dropped with, off. It's with every quarterback. But speaking with Gino, let's go to the Niners game. Chase Young's new team. Um back to where they were. The three games were just a they're blip. They're back and they're back. Um you know, he doesn't look concussed anymore. Uh Christian McCaffrey's putting his name in the MVP conversation along with Tyreek Hill. In terms of the non QBs to win it this year potentially, but yeah, um, simply Niners, you're back. They're easily that's, the second that's best all team. You have to say that. Easily the second best team, and potentially they, first because they play each other, Eagles yeah. and Niners next week. But like, let's move on to the Seahawks because they're they're the biggest talk. They're the bigger talk right now. Um, they are very just like mediocre, mediocre. That's what you're gonna say. Yeah, because like um, you, moments, they're gonna have their good moments and they have their bad moments. Gino's not Gino from last year. He's still good enough, but obviously he's not the same player as he was but they're year. struggling mightily offensively and he's part of the reason obviously, obviously he's be part of the reason and obviously the old line ain't helping that much Kenneth Walker's now hurt Charbonnet has been pretty decent obviously um I listen to a lot of help from Brock and my buddies a Seahawks fan so I kind of hear it from there um for me the defensively they've been decent um that's where they're doing well but again at times they can't stop it stuff at the time at times but you know um, offensively is the biggest question mark and Geno Smith's thrown way more picks this year than compared to last year he's definitely you need to draft a, that's a team that's like either you go and trade for a guy like Kyler Murray caliber player to maybe keep 
this going if you trust this because you have the weapons right no offense a decent tight end and then you got dk uh jsn and uh tyler lockett right so weapons wise and then kenneth walker and charbonnet sharing the roles there so they weapons wise they're fine in my opinion is the qb is a question mark as decent as gino's been he's been up and down but i'm not saying kyler but someone like that who could be available or go out and draft a quinn ewers uh Michael Penix, who's been struggling for UW a little bit lately. Um, the thing is, you JJ have, McCarthy. You have options, right? Yeah, and those guys could be the mid round picks. And I think, uh, I think, round, I, think the, I think the drafted part is gonna be the better one because mm-hmm. still Gino's good enough to like help you get in the playoffs. The issue with it is that you want to win it all. Yeah, right? and you have a decent, tal- decently talented team, uh, especially in the wide receiver group. That like you know, you can win it all. But at the same time, quarterback play is the most important thing in the NFL. We all know this. And uh, there's all there's only a select few that could get that done. Obviously, there's one in Chiefs. There's one in the Bengals. Um, Lamar's in that conversation potentially right now if he could prove in the playoffs. But like, there's a select few that could get it done. I will not be surprised. Like, let's just say they draft a QB, that, whether whatever round there is, and then they could just be what they were in 2013. Because I think they have the defensive pieces to do it. I think they have the offensive weapons to do it. Fix their old lineup and get a, de- a good they enough QB. They need to QB. fix that old line. Fix that old line and they get a you know a drafted QB in a second year maybe. I won't be surprised if they make a run in but the playoffs yeah. in a couple of years. Right now, couple of years. Key. Right now, like you're supposed to be one of the teams that like should be comfortably in, in my opinion, from the beginning of the year. And uh, right now, the NFC wild card from a week ago, it felt like a lock. Not anymore. Yeah. As as well, but so like let's get into the playoff picture. That's what we'll talk about the other teams that played. Like Bills, Eagles first. Oh yeah, that, that was the biggest game. That was our game of the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Bills choked again, but this time is like in heartbreaking fashion, not in stupid fashion. Um, so well, kind of a stupid fashion. Who was the kicker again? Uh, Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott, fifty-eight, fifty-nine yard kick to tie the game late. Then overtime, Josh Allen gets the ball, miscommunication at the wrong time with Gabe Davis, led to a field goal. But then Eagles went down the field and hit a touchdown to win the game. Putting the Bills at six and six, and the Eagles are definitively nine and one, most likely being the number the, one seed. The Eagles already clinched the playoffs. spot. Bills are outside looking. And the thing with the Bills this game was, um, these type of losses are gonna happen when, yeah. like, you, you, because you're playing such a tough schedule, right? Like when you're playing your best football, or like you know good football, for most of, most of the game, and you have like one or two missed plays, like obviously the Allen interception, interception, and the uh, the the Gabe Davis miss. Well, whatever miscommunication was in the overtime, it's gonna cost you against good teams, right? But so like you know, you don't have the cushion that you could have set yourself up from the beginning, like how Philadelphia did when they went to went in their tough stretch. The problem is you can't lose to the Jets, you can't lose to the Patriots, and with the way the Bengals were playing then, I know Joe Burrow was they were fine. Injured, the Bengals were good then, but they the, were that was a game you should that was a toss up. That was try a toss to win. Up. You should try to win, and you can't lose to the Broncos. I was obviously trying to win. <laughs> well, no, but like you, your only definitive win was literally against the Dolphins. Yeah, I know. So, but what I'm saying is, you should have tried to like not the thing. Like, yeah, no, but because they're tough part of the schedule now, they didn't give themselves the exactly cushion with the point. loss. So that's now what I'm trying to say. They're yeah. on a bye the week. The Bengals weren't an easy win. They're right? a bye the Bengals week. were good then. They're on so a bye like, week. And yeah. now they got the Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. And honestly, I don't care what the people say about the Patriots. They beat you once. So this is division that. games, man. It's like yeah. division games are always tough. They're not. So, they're not a walk. Um, cake, they're we, not a cakewalk. We don't need to talk about the Eagles much because we already said it. They're like, a clinch the playoff spot. They've been playing to the opponent's level every single time. Yeah, that's what they are. Because at at the beginning of the year they weren't convincing, but 
you know, now they've gone in a good little stretch here where they've been the Chiefs, Cowboys, Bills, all these guys in a, in a matter of weeks, basically. Very quickly, indie reaction. Um, we're in a playoff spot, right? So we'll lead that into it. But the game itself was uh, Gardner Minshew, we already know, is a roller coaster waiting to happen. We started off so hot. And then those two picks, I'm still calling the second one a pick. <laughs> if it was even for Alec Pierce to bump it out of his hand. Yeah. Um, one legal pick, I guess you could say. Like a, Still one pick at the end of the day. But, but we know that what the second one would have been a pick if it wasn't our offensive guy playing the best defense of his life. Essentially, I think there was a uh, someone said that uh, who, uh, whoever it was, uh, I think it was Jim Bob Cooter saying that they taught the players how to like <laughs> punch, punch a ball out, out yeah, like their linebackers. They but, should. Like, they um, have to teach that. But yeah, uh, Colts, Bucks, both had playoff implication games. Um, and the Colts looked like JT's back. Got drug tested already, so you know he's back. Yeah. And uh, Zach, like the be- one of the, probably the best running back duo in the, the league. The best duo. Like, that was their best game as a duo. Running back duo in Because general. when JT came back first, it was Matt Moss who popped yeah. off. And another game where JT popped off. But like, as you're looking at a combined, like a combination, this was their best game. JT obviously closed the game. And then, uh, yeah. So, Indy in a playoff spot right now, that's crazy. Because let's go to the playoff picture. Right now, the first seed is the uh, Baltimore Ravens by half a game. They're on a bye week now. The Chiefs, Jaguars, and Dolphins are all 8-3, and three, with the Chiefs having the second, Jaguars third, Dolphins four. Now, Chiefs, you, Chiefs beat both of those teams, so that's yeah. why they're second. So, here's the wild card quarterbacks. It's Kenny Pickett, uh, either P.J. Walker, DTR, or Joe Flacco, and it's Garner Minshew. So, based on this year, you're telling me that C.J. Stroud, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen... Justin Herbert are all out of a playoff spot. And you could chuck That's in Joe crazy. Burrow as well. Joe Burrow early on, now but he's I'm injured. I'm still now. chucking him in there. Just they're five and six now, and yeah. he was one. They were zero and three with him, anyways. So, but I'm still chucking Joe Burrow in there just because. So, and then That's I guess you could say Aaron Rodgers. Because then when you're looking at when you're looking yeah. at preseason, like you chucking Aaron Rodgers as well, yeah. Yeah. Like so those. you're telling me those three wild card quarterbacks are in the playoffs over the guys I just named? CJ Stroud is still like obviously a rookie, but he just balled out this year. That's why I'm putting him in that name because you know he's a he is an MVP caliber player this year. MVP candidate. Candidate, sorry. But, uh, yeah, um, before we continue with that, off the bat, Broncos, you're giving them respect now? Yeah, 100%. I mean, Corlin Sutton has been, like, obviously a top receiver in these last few games here. Russell Wilson all, was decent all year, right? It wasn't anything special, but at the end of the day, um, uh, it was, there were issues beyond him, and they figured that out for now. Obviously, defensively, um, when they allow 70, you know, there's going to be issues. But they figured that out. Obviously, Sean Payton is figuring it out with the connection with the offense as well. So they're doing enough to win games. It's not like impressive wins, but like if you're winning games, you're doing something right at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, five game win streak because I think they were one and five last time we talked to Nick Shuck. He also wrote them off, and I think he was on Halford and Bruff this morning. And he's like, you know what? I have to eat my words as well. Yeah, like, I, yeah I'm eating so, my words as well. So, um, but but I still think Cleveland falls out. Yeah, but I'm just going to say this. With the NFL, everyone's be eating their words yeah. at least once. With you with the Giants, me with the Broncos, yeah. and uh, whoever else made random predictions. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think Cleveland still falls out, and I think Buffalo will find a way to get in. I just think they're still talented enough to get in. That's just me. Now, I understand their stretch is tough. I won't be surprised if they don't get in because of it. I hope Indy gets in now because there's no way we're getting Marv, so there's that. Um Pittsburgh, I think, will still be in just because they're Pittsburgh, and they're literally two games away from being over 500 anyways. Um, Cleveland, sorry, Cincinnati, you've written off now? I'll tell you. It's Patriots, Jets, Chargers, Titans, Cincinnati, 
Raiders, Raiders are all done. Okay, so then you you so the last six teams I said they have a chance to get exactly. In um, NFC side, um, we're gonna go Eagles. Obviously, they're clinched. So, but we're still putting them one. Obviously, we're gonna have a big game against the Niners and Cowboys in one. I'm thinking back to back weeks potentially. Um, number two, the Niners right now. Number three, the Lions, and number four, the NFC South shit show. Atlanta um, Falcons in this case. Yes, and uh, just basically a default spot given to them one of those four teams but one, one, of the, one of the three teams because Panthers are done here's where it gets interesting we know Dallas is a lock at wild card one no matter what um, unless the Eagles choke somehow but um, we all know that number one spot's taken by an NFC East team Seattle lost they're 6-5 and five. Minnesota lost they're 6-6 six and six. oh we forgot to talk about Monday Night Football uh, we'll it was a shit show. It was bad. Um, it was probably worse than the Colts and Broncos from last Four year. Four field goals won you a game. As simple as that. Yeah. Like, you don't deserve to be talked about. Exactly. Right? Good thing we forgot about it. Congratulations, Bears, though. <laughs> but the Minnesota gave you that game at the end after the two fumbles. But anyways, no, four back, to the, back to the Vikings now. You're not winning a game with four interceptions. Back to the Vikings, six and six. Um, okay, so here's where it gets interesting. The Packers are at the top spot with five and six. The Rams are five and six. The Saints are five and six. Everyone else below you've written off, right? Yes. Panthers. Uh, yes. All Don't even mention them. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the reason why the Saints are still in is, and maybe even the Bucks is because of their division. Simple as that. Division. 100%. Reason. Yeah. Um, so that being said, I will not be surprised. So that means they're fighting for two playoff spots because we already, we agreed that there's a lock in, in there, not, not including the South division winner. Um, I honestly think the way the Rams are going right now and the way the, how the Seahawks are going right now, they might flip flop. Is that something crazy to say? No, because they have the tiebreaker. They're already two and zero against them. Yeah, and then uh, I think they have another Cardinals game left to play. And as then well. Seahawks have a tough schedule coming up as well. Exactly, and I think Seahawks have like the Cowboys and like some other teams like that. Obviously, Niners one more time as well. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But Rams definitely do have a shot there. Also, the Packers, where they um, do they play them Vikings still? Did they play the Vikings yet once? Um, so Vikings might have four division. They have Vikings one left. One left. And then they have the Bears, Bucks, Panthers, Giants, Chiefs. So, but even like on the AFC side, like a lot of teams are playing each other, right? Like Pittsburgh still needs to play Indy. Houston has to play like, I forgot who it was, Cleveland or someone. Uh, Houston has Cleveland, yeah. Something like that. Like they play each other as well. So that alone could just determine. I think Houston, might still have, Houston and Pittsburgh still have And then Houston still has Indy. So no, Pittsburgh already played Houston already. Early yeah. On, yeah. But either way, um, like there's some teams that will be playing each other. And yeah, just like, at least the NFC uh, last week you said it was a lock, practically a lock, is now switched up literally within one week. Yeah, because <laughs> all the teams lost. Yeah, <laughs> but why is like now it's between like I won't now the Packers or like the Broncos who came out of nowhere now, and uh, yeah, exactly. If you were to, if you were to put the money on it, who's your South Division winner? Will it be the Falcons, Bucks, or the Saints? Honestly, Falcons. I don't respect the Saints, man. They piss me off too much. They're like I don't even want to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, we're not gonna talk about them. Exactly. Much. We, we already have our thoughts. Like I just don't even want to. Like they're so disappointing, right? So that's what, just for that reason, I'm just going to go with the Falcons. But that being said, um, let's talk about the firing. Speaking of the Saints, in a way, because you know, teams, fans of the teams of the Saints, so they want Dennis Allen fired. The Panthers, which finally Frank Wright got fired, which I'll have my thoughts in a second. Uh, and Staley. And Rivera. Like, those are the ones that we're looking at now that should be fired yeah, but, mid-season. But let's talk about the one who actually got fired. So, Frank Reich this morning, on Monday morning, has officially been fired. I think the first coach to get fired in back-to-back years. 
Wow. Which is crazy to say. <laughs> also mid-season, the memes of Jeff Saturday, I guess in this case, Luke Keekley could be a coach coming <laughs> up. But um, and Josh, I think he, he was yeah, scapegoated. Before Josh McCown also got fired, the quarterback's coach. Oh, he actually did? Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't see both that. Both of them are going. I think... I'm, okay, he's going to put a talk going on. <laughs> um, uh, at least I hope. But... Uh, <laughs> Relax. The, um, what was I going to say now? The special teams coordinator is their coach. Um, to fill in for now but no Frank Reich uh, like the indie year he, he'd probably deserve to get fired eventually but the style of play but I think he was scapegoated this year for sure 100% because he wanted Stroud you could tell you can, not just him like the and GM McCowan. and GM wanted this, and Stroud right? and McCowan wanted Stroud Here's the, this is the problem ownership ha- this is the problem we're having with um, what's the word Involved ownership, I guess. Like, yeah. Right, not letting their guys do the job, especially your GM, the reason why you hired them. And right now, you look stupid because TJ Stroud's balling and Bryce Young is struggling. Now, how much is that on Bry- um, on uh, on uh, Reich? Who knows? But because the O line clearly wasn't there. And um, is there any news? No. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, um, but yeah, I, I think because people think that Reich is a terrible coach is still wrong because he still had a winning record with an Indy before he got let go. And that was like a shit show last year. Do I think this is his last opportunity for the for a long while? Yes. Now he's probably going to chill, hopefully chill for a year uh, and get into an OC position and prove himself again. Or, with like or he did QB coach as well. Probably OC though to get a consideration for a head coach job in the future. I know, but like wants. if you're looking at like, well, like he's a Q, QB himself. Like he might do something about Flores did like. Was Flores linebackers was a, coach with yeah, Pittsburgh, exactly. so he might do that. So but QB I won't coach. be surprised if he gets a uh, straight up OC job somewhere as well. Yeah, it it's gonna it's gonna be a place where like he shouldn't be doing the play calling as well. It's like a like a Packers type of thing, you know? Well, like, like how he was with Philly. Yeah, exactly. Like how he was with Philly. It should be something like that, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, I think his time as a head coach is busy, very slim. Like I think for the, the time being, slim, especially. No, for the time being, it's 0% chance. Oh, yeah, I'm saying like, like for the time being, it's 0 I mean, depending on what, as it, what he does as OC and how he produces, like, a Philly team again, like how they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, if that happens, obviously he's going to get a chance again, but if that doesn't happen, it's very slim. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy in that sense because, like, he didn't get, I, I don't think he got a fair share opportunity, but it's the NFL. Coaches get scapegoated a lot, usually. Now, it's not, like a, it's not a Hackett situation. So, I thought, like, like you said perfectly, that, he, he was going to get fired. He was going to get fired, but I'm saying, like, Stroud was the probably the guy they wanted, and they didn't get mm. dealt with that. Exactly, yeah. Um, it was just, like, you know, a terrible decision from the beginning. Just didn't really help him out. Yeah. He put, he put off a great staff. <laughs> I guess the staff doesn't play ball, so that's the other issue there. Yeah. Um, that being said, let's talk about the last topic before we get into college football, is that awards. And we didn't really do our midseason award, per, uh, like... Our mid-season really. award winners, really. So we're gonna talk so about it slightly now. Let's get it done with. Oroy finished. Deroy is between Witherspoon and probably Jalen Carter right now. But this is without research, by the way. So we will look into it in more details. Deroy, yeah, Deroy, I, I didn't really look at too much, but Oroy, yeah. Oroy, where do you know? Yeah, Bijan, shout out, but you ain't gonna get it. Puka, shout and out. Puka <laughs> as well. Yeah, so that's their CJ Stroud won the offensive rookie of the year. Uh-huh. Uh, Depoy, this is the biggest convert I'm gonna have. You had now it sucks because like. I brought this name up yesterday when we actually recorded. You were probably like in in that mode, uh, yeah. But we all know it's Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, probably Max Crosby. But replace Max Crosby. But going back to the Thursday 
uh, Thursday afternoon game during American Thanksgiving, which, by the way, I hope you Americans had a great American Thanksgiving and long weekend. But Duran Bland, record-setting fifth pick six, right? To the point where NFL players like give him the deep way as a lock. Obviously, me and you are in the it's mindset of <laughs> me and you are in the mindset of Miles Garrett, I think, to get it for sure. Uh, but he's in the conversation now. Right, the last yeah. the last uh, corner to win it was his teammate Stefan Gilmore when he was at the Patriots. Now, obviously, it helps that he's getting opportunity, which is good for him because Trayvon Diggs got hurt. Not good that Trayvon Diggs got hurt, but um, and Stefan Gilmore still a lockdown corner that he takes away the best option. He obviously gets the opportunity to prove himself that he ain't like a washed up cor- cornerback. Clearly, he isn't. He is and, not. And uh, he's getting pick sixes, not just interception numbers. Exactly. Um, five interception. Uh, five pick sixes, NFL record. Um, obviously broke that on the Washington game, but yeah, with Deron Bland, obviously he's definitely in the conversation. But like, I'm still giving my vote to Miles Garrett, but I won't be surprised if he wins. Yeah, right. And that's basically because it depends. Like, this is, could be just a purely stat thing, right? Um, obviously, Cowboys fans might feel different because they're Cowboy fans, but um, it could be just a pure stat thing. Because I don't think it's, like remember when Xavier Howard had like a bunch of picks? It's not like he won it that year Trayvon Diggs him too right it's weird to say that like someone like him over Trayvon Diggs I guess now he's hurt but I'm just saying it name wise Micah Parsons uh, Demarcus Lawrence and like Stephon Gilmore, Gilmore yeah. like, you wouldn't think Deron Bland would get it out of all the out, out of, of all, all the, the people on that defense yeah, yeah for sure but um that being said um Opoy Opoy and MVP the toughest conversation is Opoy obviously Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey and yeah, uh, Tyreek Hill is on the pace for beating Calvin Johnson's uh, receiving yards in a single season receiving yards record, which C- Cooper Cup and Jefferson the years prior fell short to. And uh, Christian McCaffrey was on a 18 game touchdown streak, scored in every single game this season except for one, and uh, had another blinder against freaking Seahawks again. So, my tough conversation, but like I like like you said, I agree with. You, I'm giving the edge to Tyreek Hill. Just slightly. yeah, um, it's tough because like obviously Christian McCaffrey is doing what he's doing. This could be the year that he could win MVP or Tyreek Hill could win MVP. So that being said, let's go to the MVP talk. Is it Lamar Jackson or is it Jalen Hurts? From those two, in your opinion, first off, uh, I, I'm still having a tough time. Like I don't even know what I said. I might have to give it Jalen now. Yeah, um, I feel like just because record wise, that too. Um, They've really never had a bad loss except for one, which is the only loss they had. And uh, and he showed up in those big moments, right? Like he helped the drive, he dropped helped drive the team down against the Cowboys to take the go ahead touchdown. He helped drive the team to uh, the game tying field goal. Yes, it was a 58 yarder, and obviously most of the credit goes to Jake Elliott. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he still got you in positions to where you could be able to win slash tie games, and obviously you got the game winning touchdown. Game-winning drive against uh, the Chiefs, where uh, Valdez Cantling dropped a pass from Patrick Mahomes. And yeah, so I'll give it to him. And obviously, we know the reputation as a QB award. We get that, but how much of a realistic chance are you giving one of Tyreek Hill or Christian? It's McCaffrey probably the winning? best chance you have seen in a while since Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Not even that. <laughs> they missed the playoffs. Though, Cooper Cup yeah. won. <laughs> yeah, no play that year, anyways. But yeah, it's it's the best chance because no quarterback has really run away with it like last year how Mahomes did. And uh, so it's a genuine chance because Lamar's had his bad moments. At at the end of the day, I think Jalen Hurts had probably the best moments out of 
all the quarterbacks, which kind of is going to be tough. But other than that, like, if you're looking at a short list, like, years, like, remember, like, two years ago or three years ago, it could have been Aaron Rodgers, it could have been Josh Allen, it could have been Justin Herbert, it could have yeah. been all those guys, right? There's none of that. It's just genuinely between two quarterbacks. If you look at the stats... And then, obviously, my bold prediction of CJ Stroud, but if I'm being real, like, it's genuinely between two quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, if like if you look at the stats, Tyreek Hill is leading in touchdowns and receiving yards. Christian McCaffrey is leading in rushing yards, and he's third in touchdowns by... He's only two behind most. But then he also has... Jalen Hurts has... He also 11, has receiving... Jalen Hurts has 11 But rushing. he also has receiving touchdowns as well. So you True, that too. So um, but that being said, in total it just sucks because I'm looking at the stats... Keenan Allen, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown. They're all about having great years. Mike Evans. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like it's overshadowed. But it's Tyreek Hill's is blown. Like, if you look at the numbers, Tyreek Hill has more than 200 receiving yards, which is the next guy being Keenan Allen. You're not going to realize that, like, AJ Brown set the record for most consecutive 125 receiving yards yeah. in a row games, right? But it doesn't matter because Tyreek Hill has just been better yeah. than every single person. And say with McCaffrey, like no like Raheem Mostert's leading the league in uh, rushing touchdowns right now. But the talk is all about McCaffrey still. Yeah. Right. So like they've been so amazing for their teams. Like it genuinely like they've just blown about blown away all these other sick running backs and sick wide receivers, even though they've been really good themselves. By the way, for back to the deep way very quickly, TJ Watts leading it at thirteen and a half. Khalil Mack and Miles Gitter tied at 13, and Josh Allen, the defense, is at 12. Yeah, he's having a good year yeah, himself, too. Underrated year there, too. So the awards there are insane, but let's finish off with the one we're probably most interested with now, the coach of the year. And obviously, we know what the media darling is, is the Houston Texans, because of what CJ Stroud's been and pulling it's off. it's fair, it's fair. And it's fair, but D'Amico Ryans is getting all the love there as well. Again, fair. No one's talked about Shane Steichen like that. Yeah, at least in the mainstream media that I've watched. Yeah, not mainstream media. Um, Shane Steichen right now, if you're looking at it from this po- moment, he's in should the be ahead. He's head of to head one and zero. He's head right. to head one and zero. Exactly. Um, but obviously other candidates you're gonna throw in there. Um, if you're looking at the narrative side, it's gonna be Steichen, Ryan's, uh, depending on what Stefanski does. And O'Connell. And but Kevin O'Connell, O'Connell, I feel like is dropping now because of the loss. Two straight L's there. But then if you're looking at well, like the best team in football. They were last year. Who also have... Who they have, were last year and they were this year. They are this year. Nick Sirianni. But your reasoning is also valid because they lost Steichen and they lost Gannon. That's why I picked them at the beginning yeah. of the year. So, like, you are heads-on with that for sure. Finally got something right in my life. Uh, that I feel like he could win it because he didn't win it last year. It was Dable. And yeah. if, if it's a narrative award, whoever makes the playoffs between the Texans and the Colts, if one of them make it, probably should win it based on yeah, last year's logic. They should right? Be because everybody still thought the Eagles were going to be one of the top two teams in the NFC. Yeah, right? 100%. So it's no surprise that Sirianni has led them there. It's just like, okay, he, what he has lost helps that. Um, his case a little bit more than compared to last year. But you're telling me what Steichen's done with those play calling and everything in Indy. Excuse me. And he's still learning as a head coach. Same thing with D'Amico. I would, my vote would go for one of them, whoever's higher. At this point, it is Steichen. Last week, it was D'Amico. Yeah. It's, so it's like, for me, it's going to be one of those it's two. It's either Sirianni. Or whoever makes the playoffs between Colts and Indy, that's um, it. Colton, Colts and Texans, and then Stefanski if he stays in the playoffs. I don't, I don't think, I think, I Ste- don't think he will. Stefanski's a little bit of a stretch. Obviously, he deserves to be in the conversation, deserves his credit, and uh, same with O'Connell. But the the Colts and Texans were supposed, where everyone wrote them off, including us, and we're fans of the team. Yeah, in Indianapolis. So, um, 
last thing we forgot, we forgot, actually forgot to talk about this the first time we recorded it. Comeback player of the year. Is it still Demar Hamlin for you? Is is weird, man? Because like you feel the guy almost lost his life. That's the reason, and he came back on the field. Yeah. So if you're thinking like comeback, obviously you're gonna have no bigger comeback than that. Yeah. But at the same time, Josh Dobbs is the other. Josh one. Dobbs is in there. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson could technically be involved yeah. in that one as well. So but he hasn't played right. The thing with Alex Smith one was so guaranteed because Alex Smith took him to the playoffs. Yeah. Right, and played all those games. Let me, see, let me see the ladder of who's the favorite right now, but you can Whereas DeMar Hamlin really didn't play, but obviously, if you're looking at this, if you're, look, if you're like taking the comeback part very seriously, it's going to be DeMar Hamlin. Right. Um. So, this is sports betting dime odds tracker. But I personally, obviously, I don't want to get hated on. I don't think DeMar Hamlin's going to get it. And uh, because he, in my opinion, he just hasn't played enough. Uh, here. Oh, let's just go with this one. The favorite is still Demar Hamlin. Tua second. Josh Dobbs is third. Lamar fourth. Why is Aaron Rodgers on this list? He ain't playing. He hadn't played. <laughs> He's not gonna play in general. Kyler, but again, too late there. Kyler Russell Wilson, T.J. Watt. Why is T.J. Watt on this list? Brees Hall and Chase Young. Well, obviously, we already know who the the three years so actually. So is Tua that much ahead ahead of you and Josh Dobbs? Yeah, to a to a freaking missed half the season last year. Yeah, because he was the year. conversation about the yeah. <laughs> about the whole concussions. Exactly. <laughs> we didn't, we, like Miami, I just like the Josh Dobbs story Mi- from this Miami year, didn't all. have it right, and Josh Dobbs it's not gonna help Josh Dobbs when he throws four interceptions. Yeah, right. That's the thing. So, but whereas Tua, like he's still been playing. I don't know. Well. I I still think it's gonna be. I think Demar is just like the the storybook winner, just yeah. because like he he literally almost lost his life. Exactly, and right? he, the fact that he's even like on a football team, let alone playing on a field, even for one snap, I would have probably given it to him. Yeah, I, I, like that is fair to say. Like Alex, but Smith, at the same time, the difference between like Alex Smith was a guaranteed lock because to me, Demar Hamlin's not a lock. Yeah, no, I right agree now, with that. Right, where Alex Smith was a full blown lock because Alex Smith played games, took him to the playoffs, I, beat the undefeated team that year in the Pittsburgh Steelers. And yeah, I feel like the narrative is that Demar Hamlin, the minute he stepped on the field, was gonna win it. Exactly. That's like from the preseason, everybody's favorite to win it was obviously, Demar Hamlin. Obviously, yeah. And like the and he, he obviously he started that game, right? Or he played a little bit. In he that, played that the one player game, injury yeah. game. Yeah, we're and then he had a couple of snaps when someone a couple got snaps here. But so I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting. Like all awards are honestly interesting to see this year, except for the rookie of the year, offensive, offensive. rookie of the year. Um, that being said, let's go to college football very quickly. I don't think I'm missing anything this time. Um, we're still going to have our regular Thursday pod out, so we're not going to do our superlatives now. Um, college football. Uh, the college football rankings are not out yet, so they'll probably be on Thursday's pod. But AP polls out, and we had some shakeups because Michigan beat Ohio State for the third straight year, putting Michigan down to sixth. Sorry, Ohio State down to sixth. Number one is still Georgia. Number two is still Michigan. Number three is now UW who are undefeated after struggling a win, but got the Ooh, win, win against Washington State. Number four is back, FSU. Um, big win against Florida there without Jordan Travis. Number five is now Oregon, who's honestly, outside of that UW game, are killing oh, everybody perfect. right now. Perfect, yeah, almost perfect. Uh, Alabama with a come from behind win against Auburn, which is the weirdest ending of a game I've seen Spoiler in a while. Worst. <laughs> um, and then uh, number seven is... Texas, because Texas beat Bama, right? So and this is gonna be such a mind fuck to figure yeah, out. We're, we we've been like playing through some scenarios here, and obviously we're not gonna get through all of them because we have 
more stuff to talk about than we are yesterday. Yeah. But if Alabama beats Georgia, they're in the conversation. I, in my opinion, the winner of Oregon, UW, is going to get in. But if Oregon squeaks out like a one-point win, I think UW still might. But the thing is, that, that's where, I think that's UW, where. But UW also won by a score as well in Oregon. Yeah, that's from true. From what too. I remember. So it's not like, oh, because if you look at the other stats, Oregon looks like they comfortably beat all the other Pac-12 teams, whereas UW squeaked by some wins. Some wins, okay. So so if you're looking at that perspective, which honestly they do, and I don't know why, it's really bullshit in my opinion, of how they just, just so much gray area. So thank God they're going to 12. Just for the, just, Fucking just hell. so that we don't have to do the whole Like it's just so stupid. Like power. a team going undefeated is not going to make the playoffs. It's just so stupid in my Their opinion. Their logic is because look what happened with TCU last year in the final. Oh, well, they and deserved it. Before that, like, before that, it was the Cincinnati Bearcats barely made it. They were undefeated every year with Desmond Ritter as their QB for the most part. They finally got in and then they got destroyed by Bama. On the I know, game. but at the same time, like... Because people think that it's a better... Ma- it's a better matchup. Let's just say it's a better matchup with... Let's just say the fourth seed is Oregon. It's a better matchup against Georgia than it is probably FSU without Jordan Travis. Yeah, That's what they're going to also look at too, I think. Which I think is like... I don't know. We, it's, we're, it's harsh. We're trying our best to get a, a college football guy on it's harsh. to figure this out. But it's, uh, it's harsh. For a we're not getting the res- uh, it's a harsh for a team that went undefeated. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. But moving back to the games, obviously, I think winner of Oregon, UW, should, should get in. Should get in. Depending on what happens with Bama, though, because we all know the Bama is Pac-12 team should get in. I we I, I agree with you, but yeah. we all know what they're gonna do as well. Yeah. Especially if Texas somehow loses, because like the, all the like Oregon, you uh, Washington play, uh, Texas uh, plays I forgot who, Florida State plays Louisville, who's a ranked team. Uh, Georgia's playing Bama. And um, Michigan's playing Iowa. So right now, it's looking like Michigan's the only lock. I think they're Georgia's a lock too. They're no more of a lock than Georgia because they beat like, you know... A Ohio State. Ohio State. But what if they lose to Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. I they're think that's right. what I'm saying. I think if Georgia loses to Bama, Bama's the better team than Iowa, Georgia's a lock. No well, Iowa's not going to be in anyways. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I think Georgia will still probably get in. Because a it's Georgia, yeah, yeah and they're the defending champs. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying Michigan's two the, time. Michigan's a guaranteed lock, yeah, yeah. to make it. Uh, yeah, looking at that, Ohio State's only chance of making it is, is if Oregon loses, if Alabama loses, all the guys, you know, outside looking in lose basically. If everybody with outside the, with, look, the, with the Florida State loss as well. If everybody outside looking, yeah, Florida State has to lose for them to have a chance. Yeah, because yeah. the U Dub has to beat Oregon. That's they they need to play for a U Dub to win, Georgia to win, Michigan to win, and then that's. Those then those three teams are locked and then Ohio and State a, kind a, of what they did last year. So the top three teams kind of like how they got in last yeah, year. Yeah, t- the top three teams, which are UW, Georgia, and Michigan, all three of them win. Everyone else after that loses. Yeah, basically, Oregon will obviously get the default loss, and then because they yeah, and UW. then Alabama, and then obviously you need yeah. the FSU, and then your the FSU is the one that they have to watch. Then if but that yeah, happens. but uh, yeah, that's this weekend. We'll talk about more on uh, yeah Thursday. Well, moving on to the NHL. Um, Let's talk about the news that happened today because I got to exactly. search up the flurry news quickly. Minnesota Wild hired their coach Dean Evison. Um, fired. Well, fired. Yeah. yeah. Um, their coach Dean Evison, and uh, yeah, they've been really struggling mightily. And uh, obviously, as we all know, the coaches, the coaching is gonna that be let go first. That's the name we forgot to bring up. Um, Last in week. general, yeah. In, in the recording, that's not gonna probably go out. Yeah. And in um. Uh, in general, about a f- potential coach firing. We talked about how disappointing they've been, but we just forgot to mention that their coach could get fired. Um, yeah, they replaced him with uh, former Nashville coach. coach last yeah. year's Nashville coach, which is kind of a bizarre thing too because he kind of struggled with Nashville, but his name is uh, John Hines. Yeah. So, 
obviously Minnesota is like the third last team right now. So there's that. Um, that oh sorry, I was looking for Florida news, but because the wild oh, related. Okay. But yeah, no, uh, Dean Everson obviously he was on the hot seat for a while because like Minnesota has been underwhelming in the playoffs every year. They've been good enough to get in, but not do anything. Do much, yeah. Um, always been out in the first round for at least continuous years. Um, yeah, and let's see what John Hines does. Speaking of Minnesota, their goalie Mark Andre Fleury, uh, had a situation very similar to the Travis Dermott pry tape situation. Um, so Fleury wears a mask, uh, in warmups on Native American Heritage Night after the NHL says not to. It's a custom mask for, um. Representing his wife. Representing his wife, and uh, has his kids' names. Has his on kids' it. names on it, and there's like a, and a saying of his dad. Yeah. So basically, we've said this many times before, so we're gonna try to keep this short again. But we have to bring this up. Every but time. we have to bring it up every time. Um, if you're gonna NHL, we're looking at Batman, all these guys. If you're gonna apply the ban, then actually use the ban because they're not getting yeah. fined or anything. The team exactly. and Fleur, you're not going to get So, fined. like, no matter what happens, what a situation it is. You're like, going to get backlash. If you no find them, what. you're getting backlash. If you don't find them, you just look stupid. Yeah. Right? For making all this drama for, like, banning them, but, like, not actually using the ban. So, whatever happens there, uh, you guys uh, really fucked yourself over. And, uh, yeah, um, Flurry, uh, props to you. You're just doing whatever you think is right. At this point, it's like, you're just, like, you're treating them like when a parent tells a kid, you ask your mom or dad, can I do this? Just for the sake of asking out of respect. And they say, no, we're like, you know what? I'm still going to do it anyways. Exactly. That's what literally what this is. Obviously, this is more in a positive setting than that, um, depending on the situation. But yeah, like next up, you know, if the Valina was on and if R. Stevens was called up, I hope he had done something similar. Maybe Black History Month, Dakota Joshua for the Canucks or Keandre Miller for the Rangers, Ryan Reeves for the Leafs, whoever. Uh, they do something to do it. Hockey Fight Cancers is on right now, if I'm not mistaken. So that's taking us saying this. I think uh, what's the, DJ Smith was wearing the ho- the hoodie and everything yeah, yeah. in the press conference today. Um, yeah, it, it, you guys just look either way. You look dumb. Just you just look it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, we, th- we thought you learned your lesson from the uh, Dermot. the Dermot situation and still going on. Yeah, you just look stupid. Uh, moving on, another news that came out today by Frank Saravelli of Daily Faceoff, also ESPN friend of the show. I love saying that now. Greg, Greg Wyshynski, uh um, announced yeah. a change to the All Star Weekend, so it's still the three on three, four division thing, except um, instead of the four division thing, it's uh play- back to the player draft. Last time they did this was 2015. Before that, it was 2011 and 12. So it's going to be like four captains, basically. Yeah, and with the celebrity on the side. So they'll have like a celebrity partner, coach. captain. Coach, captain, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Celebrity captain with them. Yeah. Um, the last memory we had was like Alex Ovechkin trying to get the last pick to get the car because the, the year car, before, yeah. Phil Kessler was the last pick and he just looked bad. Uh, listen, NBA obviously flipped it. They're not doing this anymore. I still think it's the best thing ever because it's just entertainment at that it's point. It's fun, right? Um, at least get something fun out of the game. But um, they'll also be featuring the three-on-three PWHL, the new women's hockey league contest, which and an NHL alumni man of the year award, which will also honor the 1967 Maple Leafs because they're doing it in Toronto this year. But yeah, so it's like a three. It's still gonna be a um, same format, just different teams. Uh, yeah, it's not gonna be division versus division. Um, Quinn Hughes better be captain, and uh, hopefully, yeah. Uh, that that being said, um. Move on to on ice. It's a three reaction. day event now because of that. Yeah, and then we'll move on to on ice reactions quickly. Please fix your skills competition. And yeah, uh, starting off with the Canucks, um, you had your good moments, right? Bouncing back and get the crack in. 
And then you have your bad moments, the third period collapse against Avalanche and the loss to the San Jose Sharks, which was absolutely embarrassing. And we said this yesterday, and we'll say it again. You can't lose to the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, no matter what. No excuse. They also came on a back-to-back. Doesn't matter so. if you play like five games in a row. Yeah. You can't lose to the San Jose Sharks. Especially now you have no excuse because they came on a back-to-back as well. Uh, I'm not sure if they traveled, but it still, again, doesn't matter. Um, PD looks injured. He's not looking right. Now his value is dropping again. Yeah. Um, and the flip side, the wing, the 5-on-5 scoring has gone downhill like people expected to. Kuzmenko's now coming back after being scratched twice in a row. Um... Defensively, again, the injuries are hurting. P. Suter's out for a while. LTIR Susi. The problem is no caps is to make trades. The wingers aren't scoring. It's just the f- relying on the power play, kind of like what the Edmonton Oilers have been doing in the it's playoffs. Hughes, Miller, Besser, all the scoring right now. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, reactions, though. Um, Philadelphia Flyers. Are now third. When we recorded yesterday, they were second, but uh, they're uh, third. Doesn't matter because we were expecting to be dead last. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the biggest surprise for me is Devils at sixth, sticking to the Eastern Conference. Uh, Red Wings are in the top three in the Atlantic, which means they're wildcard teams right now. Vasilevsky's back, so that's why we helped Tampa. But they're wildcard one. Maple Leafs are wildcard two. Yeah, I mean, they held it down enough for Vasilevsky to get back and let's see if they make a little run here to uh, get it to into the top three spots. But yeah, Detroit Red Wings were one of their teams that, like, you know, from Ottawa, we expected Ottawa and Buffalo to take that jump before. Bigger jump. Bigger yeah. jump than Detroit, but it's in reverse order, basically. And then, uh, yeah, the Devils, obviously, we don't know what the hell's going on there. And, uh, yeah. Western we're, Conference side, let's talk about the most underrated team in the league. Two of them. One of them is American, one of them is Canadian. The American one is the LA Kings. Cam Talbot has been killing it for them. They don't, they're not looking Phoenix like they're missing Copley a as well, their backup. Yeah. 13-3-3 um, and record. They could easily be first place with the games on hand they have because the Canucks, who are up behind, now tied in points with them, have three games extra, and so does Vegas. So, LA is quietly putting a juggernaut team, like how everybody wanted the Canucks a to do back season in juggernaut season right now, yeah. Um, and then the Canadian version of that is the Winnipeg Jets, who are third in the Central, where I projected them to be. And it also helps when you have, like, your players locked up for a bit, so now they could just focus on hockey, and there are two star players in Hellebuck and Shifley, but your best player on that team right now is Kyle Connor. Obviously, he's been on to an amazing start himself. But it's funny to say that, like, these two teams made a massive trade in the offseason, and right now it's looking like a win-win. And I think the two of the guys were injured. <laughs> like, they were injured, at least, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, for uh, Winnipeg. But yeah, PLD is looking pretty decent, and Winnipeg's looking decent without them. All right, we always know the biggest surprise. We're not going to talk about it, which is the Edmonton Oilers and obviously Minnesota Wild. We mentioned it. Calgary, though, I want to say one thing. They've obviously been doing well. They're literally tied with a wildcard team right now so they could be in a wildcard spot uh, at the moment depending on how tiebreakers go are they still the biggest seller yes um they because people don't want to play there right in a Goudreau situation they don't they're trying to learn from that and obviously they're trying to get uh value from obviously Lindholm which is, should bring you value back Tanev as being a right shot defenseman should bring you value back and then Zadorov being a good defenseman himself so they're still going to be selling right and then yeah, they're re- they're gonna really have to like make by the trade deadline. They don't really have to be like fully sure that they're gonna make the playoffs. Otherwise, if they're having doubt, they might. Bro, just even their team isn't gonna have to win the cup. They need to get. But at sell. the end, if you're in the playoffs, they're not gonna really do it, right? No, Con- Conroy said he ain't trying to do what happened with Goudreau. Yeah, and that time that one was understandable because they were a juggernaut. They're not a juggernaut right now. They're not a wagon. I was like, yeah, no. Days. But I'm just saying, like, if that's a situation where like playoff lock at the deadline, basically, um, playoff lock would have to be like in division then. 
honestly. Yeah, yeah no, you can't be like, playing that well and be a wild card team. Who knows? But you just, can't. No, I'm saying like you can't. That makes no sense at all. No, I'm saying like I don't think they're gonna get. There. Obviously, they're not gonna get there. But I'm saying yeah, that's the only hypothetical situation yeah. where they're not gonna get traded. And that's not gonna happen. Yeah. So, so, so there's so no point talking about it. <laughs> no. Yeah. But uh. But like you're saying, if they're like that makes no sense what you just said. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like it's not a real like if you're really good. Obviously, you're gonna be a divisional spot. <laughs> you're not gonna be a wild card team. Yeah, unless you're like the Dallas Cowboys and have a wild card lock. Well, <laughs> that doesn't happen. No, I'm just saying. I'm NFL's. Not, I'm just saying unless you, it's like that. Bro, stop trying to defend what you just said. I am defending what no, I said because, because we've, seen, said, we've seen last year a wild card team be a lock. One, the number one in the team. NHL. Yeah, so I've seen a bro, situation. One, before. two, three. There's three spots in a division. Yes, I know that. That doesn't mean you're gonna be a wild card team. I'm just saying if you have four solid teams in a division, it's, it's, it's possible tough, that it's you tough could, to happen. NFL is obviously understandable because there's only one divisional spot. NHL is three. Okay, but again, no, my point still stands. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Okay, you're telling me that a potential. Let's move really, on, bro. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not no, trying I to do stupid I shit. Need man. To say, I need to say my point now because you're not letting me here. Four. You said hypothetical situation. Calgary could be there. Okay, that's fine. I hypothetical situation. There is a. There is a, not this. I'm year. not even talking about the Calgary thing. I'm talking year. about what you said about that thing. No, Don't bring Calgary in. Okay, it. fine. Take Calgary out. We, there. we agree. There could still be a possibility where top four teams in one division could lead to one. Like I think the Atlantic division was like that kind of last year, where one the wild card was a lock for the Atlantic because they were that stacked. Well, I'm. What I'm trying to say is like you brought up freaking Cowboys and Eagles. If they're in the NHL, I'm just using both under that. Both okay, yeah, I just use as an example because so that's the one that's a that's a terrible. Right now. That's a terrible. But example either way, but what, what I said is still stands. It's very unlikely. But like if you're like Vegas, right? You're gonna be a freaking divisional spot. Yeah, Vegas is different. I'm talking about the Atlantic Division though. Yeah, no, but I was talking about Calgary. I was referring to Calgary. Even like the Metropolitan Division is kind of similar this year, but more the Atlantic Division. Yeah, no, but like that's not even like. I'm talking about like they have to be like a playoff lock by the trade deadline. Yeah. If you're that, you're in the divisional spot. But you could also be. If no, you're, you're not. There's four teams that are solid. One of them's got to be a wild card team, anyways. Okay, yeah, but that's like what everyone's in the mix. What I said, if you're a playoff Wasn't lock, that the situation if now? you're a playoff lock, no, no, let me talk now. If you're a playoff lock by the deadline, yeah, you're in the divisional spot. Okay. P- quite possibly. Wasn't the division. Eastern Conference last year that situation where the first wild card was locked up early because the Atlantic was that stacked by the trade deadline. There was a situation like that last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, but the the teams in the Atlantic, right, were, yeah, but you can't were count still on, locked up But the there. team that was locked in the first... Like Boston already locked up there. That's different. Exactly. Yeah, but you're saying Boston who went historic. That's a shit example. Okay, yeah, and Toronto, and Toronto and Tampa were already locked too. Two and three. Yeah. So there was a big gap between... Three and four in the no, Atlantic but division. But what I'm saying, there's, there's you're there, saying there's like all four teams gonna be close. They could, no, maybe not that, all that's four. Be maybe two, three, and four could be close. Or and three that, and that four, mean, but or that, just three and four. Yeah, could that be means close. That, why are we even talking about this? I don't know. You're the weird, you're the one because who you it up. you. It doesn't make sense what you said. It does make sense. No, though. it doesn't. You're t- okay. You're telling me there will never be a year where four teams could be a lock from a division because of the one wild card spot. Bro, the difference. What you're trying to say is that all four th- those teams are mixed. Right. What I'm trying to say is, like, if you're someone like Boston, you're someone like freaking Toronto and Tampa from last year, where you had Florida, those three, and then you have Florida. They had year. those I'm three. About this year's Florida. So there was a big gap there. When you're talking about all I'm four teams, about this year when you're talking now, about, though. yeah, no, when you're talking about all four teams in the mix, they're all like, you know, no one's really taking that next step. And if you're a lock at the date trade deadline, right? Like, what do you expect is gonna happen? They're gonna be a freaking top team in the division. Yeah, but like, if you're comfortably in a wild card oh spot as well, like. Let's just, what if you're 10 points clear from the team out of a playoff spot right now and you're wild card one? Isn't that a lock? 
What are you talking about? Like, okay, no, Bro, no. Okay, well, we gotta figure this out right now quickly. It? How are you trying to prove your point here? I'm trying to prove my point in a sense that you said a playoff lock, and obviously division means division. I get that. What I'm saying is, if you're wild card one and Bro, you're ten, what if you're what if you're ten points clear of a, a team that's not okay, in the wild card? Okay, okay. This is what I said. I said if Calgary, the only way they don't trade their players if they're a playoff lock at the deadline, right? Yeah. If you're a playoff lock at the deadline, you're in the top three spot. You're not at a wild card spot. If you're at a, that's Dude, what I'm trying to but say. But what I'm telling you is, there's a potential that because that wild card one spot, there could that two four teams are so good, and the rest of the division is so bad that the wild card one and the first team out of the wild card, so the first team back is missing could be a big gap as well could still be a lock for a playoff spot I know but, but when does that's that my when point. does that ever happen I'm pretty sure it could have happened it never happened bro especially you have in this facts on the top of your head bro because I don't right the, now like, but yeah if you're using last year for reference you're wrong okay 100%. fine like in general but you, yeah. but you have to still slightly agree that that's still a possibility there still could be a possibility of that happening. But at the end of the day, like even if you're a wild card spot as a Calgary, you should be trading your players anyways. So that yeah, that, 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 that's a different story. Yeah. I get that. Bro, Cal- I don't know. Cal- we just took one off on a different round. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Hey, that's the beauty of the BTR show Bro, podcast. Honestly, all right, like that's probably the stupidest shit I ever heard you say in my life. It's no chance. Yes, no chance. One of the stupidest things I ever heard. You no say. chance regarding regarding sports. No chance because you said many other stupid things. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> even this, like, it's, it's still logically what I said makes sense. But let's move on to freaking MLB. Uh, we're just gonna completely change the topic here. And uh, MLB. Um, yesterday we weren't gonna talk about MLB, <laughs> but today um, a major signing has happened where the St. Louis Cardinals added Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray, who finished second in Cy Young voting. In the past year, and then this bonder is still laughing. And, uh, <laughs> That's the way you're talking right now. What? Like, let me <laughs> no, no, fucking no, no, do. Let me talk. Talk. Man. <laughs> no, what are you trying to do? Stop just interrupting go. me. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you are. You start laughing in between. Because I'm just laughing at the situation. The, just no, go. Sh- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, we gotta finish this shit, man. Um, we're being genuine still, so let's just go. Just, just let me talk, bro. Like, I've been letting you talk the whole time, but um, Sunny <laughs> Gray, bro. Go. Shut up. Okay, go. I'll like, go. Stop. Go. Um, <laughs> Sunny Gray, big AL Cy Young, second, um, second in AL Cy Young voting. Um, obviously, beat the Blue Jays in his uh, game in the playoffs. Big ad for the St. Louis Cardinals, who need starting pitching. They added Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson already, which wasn't, in my opinion, good enough. But Sunny Gray is a good enough pitcher, but I still believe you need more. And that's the only real signing that has happened recently. And that's the only big move that happened. Other than Kenta Maeda signing uh, with the Tigers as well. Tigers going after another guy that they might just put him in a bum status. Like Ivy Bias right now. Exactly. But uh, the other news that came out, Jeff Bassin saying that the three candidates right now for Shohei Otani, because literally it's the Shohei watch, uh, is the Texas Rangers, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm not getting my hopes up, but yeah, they're in their, in their mix. Um, that's it for the MLB news. Before we go on to the soccer and NBA, let's real quickly go over boxing. Um, well, you never watched this fight. You better, you should watch this fight. After, hopefully, if everything works out tonight, otherwise yeah. tomorrow. Um, Katie Taylor, Chantal Cameron, two to be exact, uh, probably fight of the year in my opinion. Out of all the big fights that we watch, because obviously we don't know if there were any like undercard fights that have been killer this year, but. For the boxing side of things, man, like both girls. The one thing about boxing, though, and the women, and I'm I am a fan of women's sports in general. Obviously, people have their thoughts on that. I'm not one of them, especially we're huge fans of the NCAA. 
uh, women's uh, basketball. But in this case, like when I see women fight, they go at it, except for Thog Rose and whoever she called uh, uh, Speraza. Um, I already know your thoughts on that. But um, yeah. uh, but this fight, man, like watch it back. It was like insane. Katie Taylor. First of all, the atmosphere watching it in your European country alone makes it insane because usually in soccer I'll get it but in boxing man you can just hear like all the chants in the background like the ole 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 and everything yeah yeah European as well in yeah. general and like Katie Taylor ended up winning in uh, a decision majority decision uh, to the point where I want to see a third fight that's how good this fight the first two fights have been hopefully in Chantal Cameron's hometown which is in the U- which is in England I think but you know they're saying that Croke Park is like the biggest park in Ireland that they might try to sell that out instead because Katie Taylor is unfortunately the bigger name compared to Chantal Cameron um Katie Taylor arguably the biggest star next to obviously McGregor uh coming out of Ireland probably the most successful honestly uh, in terms of because she's now a two-time undisputed all like both sides um both weight champion like Bud Crawford who might be a three-time now because he got yeah, <laughs> demoted really from the belt. Yeah. But yeah, um, obviously the other fight we want to see is Taylor Serrano 2. Honestly, I would prefer this to be a 10 by 2 because like how fast-paced it was. Because a 12 by 3, we've seen it with the men's, it gets boring. Shakur Stevenson, for Shakur example. Stevenson, yeah. So we don't want to see that much. But if uh, just uh, everybody that... It's on zone. If you have zone, just go watch the watch fight it, back. Yeah. Or just check out the highlights. You won't be disappointed. That's how good this fight was. Uh, very quickly before we go on to uh, NBA or soccer whatever we decide to go on from here um, the upcoming fights this weekend we have Ryan Garcia coming back against Duarte um, that's also on DAZN um, I don't know why I'm promoting DAZN we shouldn't be promoting someone right now um, yes. but um, the week after though Devin Haney moving up in weight super lightweight against uh, Regis Progress I think Progress yeah Yeah. Uh, that's a big fight there that's pay per view so it makes sense uh, week after that, it's obviously Jake Paul and Andre August. Um, this week, past weekend, actually, De- David ben- or Benavidez fought. Benavidez, yeah. Um, he destroyed Andrade. And uh, he will, he called out Canelo again. Obviously, that's rumored to be Cinco de Mayo fight, but he might call out Bivol instead if Canelo is doing Canelo. And the last fight is December 23rd. That's coming up. Um, the big it's one. It's the big one for three with heavyweight the, fights. With the big men. <laughs> with the big men. Uh, Joshua versus... Walleen Wilder versus Parker, which is be probably the better fight. Then you obviously got Dimitri Bivol in that card, and and you also have UFC coming up um, this as month well. as well with Colby Covington versus Leon Edwards. I think Ferguson's fighting Patty Pimblet. Um, Patty Pimblet. Patty and Patty. Yeah, and then obviously there's more fights there as well. Uh, moving on, we'll go to NBA, I guess, because. I don't even remember what the order was yesterday, but who cares about that? NBA in-season tourney reaction starting off with um, just how so Boston might have fucked it up, low-key. <laughs> we, we already have the locks in the Lakers. Obviously, bad loss today against the Sixers, but Lakers uh, and the Pacers are for sure in right now because a lot of teams only need to play their fourth game. So Milwaukee right now looks like they should be in at 3-0. and um, And then the Magic... That's the one that you refer to right now, beating the Celtics. So Magic are 3-1. and one. The only way Boston gets through now is if they win their game by like more than like 10 points or something. Yeah, point uh, differential Point differential counts. matters. So they're at 3-1. and one. Uh, No, they're at 2-1 and one if they win. They're at 3-1. and one. Brooklyn also at 2-1. and one. So there's big matchups there. So basically, the end season NBA tournament, eight teams make it, three division, three group winners plus one. Whoever was the best wild card. Which is probably the second seed. 
And uh, the best second place team. Yeah, the best second place team in the, each conference. And uh, chances are, if you're two and two, you're done. So you got to be three and one at least to have a chance in, uh, in order to make it. And obviously, if you're four and zero, you're, you're already locked. So yeah, Pacers and the Lakers are locked at four and zero. Phoenix is a good spot. They're three and one. Pelicans are at a good spot. They're three and one. The Nuggets are two and two, so they look like they might be done. Uh, Houston two and one, so surprise there. Sacramento's at three and zero. Minnesota and Golden State are at two and one. So still could come down to the wire. We, I'm, we're not gonna. We haven't looked too much into who, who's the schedule's all over the place, so we don't know what's going on. But you know, I, I think by the end of the week, it should, we should be able to figure out who the eight teams are. But going into the um, regular. Oh, season. that being said, just oh. a reminder. Back to the NHL as well. Power rankings out this week. Uh, at some point. And same thing with the NBA. On well. the shorts, so check out Instagram, TikTok, or the YouTube shorts, whatever you... So subscribe to the YouTube. Whatever you like to watch it on. And uh, yeah, make sure you drop a follow and subscription there as well. And uh, yeah, uh, moving on to the regular season stuff, I guess. The biggest surprise is still... The Orlando Magic. Yeah. Uh, 12 and 5, they're only one game off first. Now, Orlando always does this, but they usually come back down to earth quick. But they've been there for a while still. The um that's the only real surprise because the rest of the top the rest of the teams in the top six make sense. The only team out of the top six that I we kind of projected to be there was the Cleveland Cavaliers, but yeah, Orlando. Uh, I expect them to take a jump. I'm not this big of a jump because I thought Detroit, who was also a slight surprise, that their last they lost to Washington, I think. So <laughs> the battle of last in the East. Detroit's now on a 14-game losing streak. Wow. <laughs> so they're at two day. wins, only two wins, only two wins, but. Not much better than them are the Memphis Grizzlies as well because obviously uh, this is Western Conference. We'll still stick with the East. But like, I just want to bring this up right now just because we're talking about the shits. So let's get all the shits out of the way first. Dumb Washington and Pistons. Um, Yeah, out of all the teams, I think you, with Monty Williams as well, you thought the Pistons would have been... Monty took the cash, baby. He took the cash <laughs> and didn't do anything with it yeah. so far. But at the same time, Pistons do have a good little young group there. But I think they were. I think Magic have like the better players still. I thought the Pistons. I still, I still like, I still like Franz Wagner more, more, more than a lot of the Pistons guys, and I still like uh, obviously Paolo Banquero, and then a lot Paolo, of the Pistons. Paolo, okay, there's a debate of one and two between Paolo and Cade. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not putting Cade in the conversation. I'm, I'm just saying, saying in general, too. like I'm just saying if you were to rank both teams' players, Paolo yeah. and Cade are one and two. Where we guys could go whatever argument you want. Um, then obviously you could have depending on I don't know then I'll have like a couple Magic players still yeah because Jaden Ivey Azar Thompson's top 3 MVP right or rookie of the year right now and then uh, yeah so but Detroit being 2 wins is still brutal you can't have that's a 14 four, no, four game losing streak that means they were 2-1 and one at one point if, if he lost to the Raptors you're bad they were 2-1 and one at one point yeah, that's wild yeah because they were in a 14 game losing yeah, streak yeah, yeah. so that's true. yeah um, at one that being said the biggest seller on this side like the Calgary Flames should be the Chicago Bulls Hundred uh, percent. We'll see what happens with the squad. Levine's already in the talks of. Uh, all three guys are in the talks, and then all three guys are obviously will eventually be. By all three, I'm not saying Vucevic I'm, is Crusoe. Yeah. To wow. get that clear. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Crusoe. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, flip over the West. Uh, Minnesota and OKC are one and two. No one expected that. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Minnesota. You kind of expect them to be as what they were last year. And OKC just did. good defensively. Nothing. Yeah. Edwards being well. And uh, OKC, you expect them to take a jump, but just. Not like how the Kings took a jump to a three seed last year. This is and, the, and the Kings and the Kings are surprising that they were the three seed last year themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Obviously, it helps when Shea Gilgis Alexander is number four in scoring, and uh, right now, 
top three in MVP voting. Yeah, it's probably opinion. him and two the two in bigs. In the MVP race, yeah. Him and the two bigs, probably. Then you got to throw in Luka. Steph, obviously, is 8-9. Luka and, and Tatum. And then, yeah, I would say those are, like, the five right now. And Steph is looking in as well. And Kevin Durant. The Clippers just <laughs> like lost. There's, there's Booker and Durant both, like, equally deserve because they're exactly. both been killing it. We haven't still seen that team play together. Uh, obviously, try to get into the NBA a little bit more. Uh, well, I kind of am, but I need to tune into more games a little bit more. It just sucks. Work and school. Work and for me, work. But yeah, you work and school. I was talking about like I'm trying to refer to both of us. Oh yeah, but like I guess full time school, full time work. Like that's the big. I barely show up to my job, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, though, like you alluded to earlier, no one thought they were going to be three and thirteen. Even with San Antonio, no one expected you to be three wins at this point as well. Uh, Memphis is the bigger surprise. Marcus Smart is out injured. He has literally come out and said, "This is fucking embarrassing." Uh, when they lost last game Jaw was out and it clearly shows that you guys miss a clear ball handler and Tyus Jones so you need Jaw and you need Jaw to be healthy but the problem is, is which has never happened the problem is you're going to have 25 games without Jaw you're 16 in you're 3-13 and 13, you have 9 more games remaining so even if they go uh, you're going to be 3-22 they and have to be 12-13 and 13, so they're not even going to have a winning record if ja- so they go 9-0 and 0. at, at best, best they'll be 12-13 and 13 still yeah. Now that could be good. That's still good. Honestly. That's still good enough to be. Yeah. The, that could still be good enough to get in the play-in right now. Yeah. But no one thought. Okay. Now, realistically, we don't think that's going to be the case, especially with Marcus Smart out. That's Jaron probably. Jackson's been not the deep boy like he was last year at all, and he's been struggling as the number this team one sucks. guy. Just, just yeah. That all sucks. So even if they go five hundred, it's like you give them the benefit of the doubt. That'll be eight and seventeen. This is just flat still out. bad. They flat out suck right now, and. uh it's surprising because, like, obviously, like you said, Tyus Jones is not there, so he had no ball handler. And, like, the years passed, um, they, were able, they were able to do good without Ja in the lineup for, like, a lot of the time. Yeah. Right? They've been a top four seed in the last few years, last couple of years. And, uh, yeah, this year they're really missing Ja. And uh, hopefully he learned a lesson. The problem is, they obviously well. have no big, but like Derrick Rose isn't the same Derrick Rose anymore. Well, you have no one. There's and no then like one. De- your ball handler is Desmond Bain, and as decent as he is, he ain't like a he's pure not, It's not guard. good enough, right, at the end of the day, right? That there's going to be issues there. Yeah. Uh, Clippers, as we're speaking, just lost to the Nuggets, so they're 7-9 and nine right now. They're outside looking in. But again, mm-hmm. I think their team will figure it out. Um, the only team I could see, I don't see any team really, like as much as I see the Magic dropping in the East, I don't see anyone in the West like really dropping, dropping. We said this before, right? The West fucked. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's so, it was. It was just so hard to pick that one of them, like there was eleven teams. Yeah. We had to take one that to miss the playing spot, and obviously it's a little bit easier right now because it's Memphis. Imagine flat, if we had to do a top Memphis flat out sucks right now. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if we had to do the top eight only <laughs> when we did the that. That was so tough. Um, but yeah, uh, that's our NBA reaction. So very quickly, let's go to soccer. Um. Off the bat, let's go UCL. It's back today now, if, uh, Tuesday pod. Uh, some of the games might be already going, but the group of death is the one that you got to pay attention to. Seven, six, five, four. Uh, Dortmund could clinch with a win up spot, but when you when your points are at seven, six, five, four, um, anything could happen, obviously. And uh, ultimately, it's gonna come down to the final day and. Uh, yeah, like what else can you really say? It's really lived up to the group the of death. The games are today. So it's, it's really lived up to the group of death. So I'll be watching that in class. <laughs> basically. Um yeah, so that's the one you gotta look out for. Teams that already clinched are Bayern Munich, uh Real Madrid, Real Suicidet, and Inter Milan. So that group is already done. Um and uh, Manchester City. 
that's about it. Barca probably will clinch with a win today, uh, or tomorrow, or today, and then yeah, Arsenal as well. They've clinched. They could clinch. I mean, they could clinch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man United very quickly there. Uh, Ten must, Hag on the stands. Must win game. Must win. Oh, Champions League wise, yeah, must, yeah, win, must game. win game. But flipping over to the, the the Premier League, we've probably got an early Puskas favorite. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Alejandro Garnacho, Wayne Rooney esque, recreating. Slightly better. Slightly better. Uh, but uh, yeah, hundred percent Puskas favorite right now. We'll see what happens for the rest of the season. As for the game themselves, obviously we're kind of happy, so that's good. Now it was a better. It was a better. How watch. much of it is Ten Hag on the stands? I Subs hope wise, I really hope that's not the substitution case. Substitution wise, it was better. Yeah, but uh, it's just still the same format. Vin- in general, Mitchell Van der Gorg was his guy. Yeah, and Anyways. then but if you look at it in general, it was one of their better games because the wins before. Right, we're like we're not convincing at all. We haven't had a convincing one yet. This is our yeah. first time we were up two nothing at one yeah. point. And then this Everton game was like, yes, you struggled after the goal, but in the second half, you know, you were able to, you know, tone it down. Marcus Rashford getting a goal hopefully could help with his confidence. Obviously, Bruno giving him the penalty there. I think it's Martial. also because his cousin passed away, so that's what he's dedicated to the goal as well. Yeah. So shout out to Bruno for giving him that shot. Shout out to Rashford for scoring, and then also Anthony Martial with a slick little finish. Yeah. As well. Um, but the but the main man we already know, Kobe Minu, the main man. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Kobe Minu was the main man in that midfield. Um, absolute start killer. more for sure. He has to be playing. Um, Andre Onana's back to interim. Andre Onana, that's good. But the one thing with I want to close out with this before we go to the big game on the weekend was uh, Everton was on a desperation mode, right? The ten point deduction. And you know it's so weird seeing the standings with the record four two and one whatever not four two and one whatever four something and one, and they have like four points down even though they should have had fourteen. They were obviously gonna come out and play w- with some type of vengeance. And kind of showed it. After they the played game. well, like they generally yeah, did it's until the second half. Uh, finishing matters, right? Yeah. Man United finished with one chance in the first half, and it, it wasn't really a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and whereas Everton legit couldn't hit the target. Uh, twelve or if yards. They did it was like Adonana. Yeah, twelve yards out of the box. So. Yeah, you have uh-huh. to score goals, right? And uh, like clearly, Everton were the better team in the first half, but if you don't score goals, nobody's nobody's gonna care. Yeah, uh, the big game. It was uh, the standings are tight now. So Man United are sixth, but they're only four points off fourth and six points off first. And first place right now is Arsenal with the win over I think Brentford. Yeah, Brentford because Raya couldn't play in net, so um, that's why. Uh, but the big game was uh, City and uh, Liverpool, Liverpool and uh, draw 1-1. Those games are always tight usually anyways. But that because of that, Arsenal's first. Uh, Tottenham's on a, um, Stinker. falling off a cliff right now. And uh, for statistically, if this is the worst Man United year so far, we're right there. Somehow, and some way. Ten Hag is manager of the month most likely. So, but now it comes in Man United's tough stretch. Right, with the Newcastle being in there, Liverpool are gonna be in there, Chelsea's gonna be in there. And uh Well oh, yeah, no, we play Newcastle in the Carabao Cup, okay. Yeah, yeah, so all that stuff all those games plus the Champions League games itself. So it means a lot of big games coming out from Man United. Okay. So uh, the honestly, way you've been playing, the way you've been playing, uh you're probably gonna get whooped seven zero by Liverpool again. You're gonna get whooped three zero by I Newcastle. Kind of, I hope I'm saying this. The way we are at Champions League right now, I don't think we get the second spot, so might as well not even get the Europa spot. Um, make honestly. obviously just you, you, the, need, you need to be in tournaments, but you need, for insurance purposes, you, you need to be in tournaments. If, right. they, if they were top three, like I'll still, if they were in a top four spot right now, then I would be like, just get out of the champ, who, all of Europe, who cares, just focus on the thing. But because <laughs> no. they're sixth right now, they need the Europa League. Spot. No, uh, I don't even trust, like, 
if you're in tournaments, fucking do whatever you can to fucking yeah. qualify. I don't like that shit where like just get out of it so you can focus. Oh, on no, work. I'm not saying yeah. they should. Get, like I'm saying, if I had a preference, I don't even have look, that. Like I don't like I don't have the preference as a fan. Like I I want to see him play as much as I possibly can. But obviously, but that's the problem with all the injuries now. <laughs> like, like, like yeah, and that's what happened. That's the only reason why I'm that's not. I'm, I'm with hey, you. I'm hey. just saying it in general because look how look how Tottenham started this year too. So. Corruption. UEFA are UEFA are greedy bastards, right? <laughs> yeah, I so know. They're not gonna make it easy on them. But at the same time, UEFA has the biggest tournament club wise, right? And uh, after that, oh, obviously, I'm saying go through the Champions League. No, even Europa League, like, like, still be something, do something well. Yeah, right? but like, I wouldn't like if they were not to get out, get get into Europa League, but I won't be as mad. Yeah, I won't be mad if like, I won't fourth. be that mad. Yeah, like I won't be like. But at the same time, don't be fourth. <laughs> yeah, that, but they are fourth now. <laughs> Try not to be fourth. Try not to be fourth. But yeah. like, I won't be as mad. I'm like, you know what? Just, just focus on the league and hopefully get a top four spot at that point. But knowing Man United, an insurance spot is needed with the Europa League. And Europa League is not a joke anymore either. So it's there's not. that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it from us, though. So like as a reminder, make sure you guys check out our YouTube shorts and our TikToks and stuff with all the clips. We might double upload this week with some clips along with the rankings because this will be uh, rankings week for us. Um, that um, Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. Follow all the socials. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.